you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. That's right. We are back. Bruce Stanley. Hallelujah. And I'm Adam Comer. And hey, guys, you've heard uh, as we've launched this season, you've heard from Dr. Monty Burks from the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse. You heard from uh, Randall, an alumni of S2L Recovery. And then you also heard us dive into our four pillars, the the just how we practically tell guys things that you could do daily. If you have missed any of those episodes, go back to the beginning of season two today, man. Today, we Bruce and I just felt like we needed to um, really discuss um, almost vision cast, revision cast. Bruce, tell them what, tell them how we came to that. Well, once a year, our executive staff gets together and we we cast a vision for the, the upcoming year and setting goals and what we feel like God is is asking us to do for the ministry. And in that, we come up with these things called BHAGs, which are, is an acronym that stands for Big, Hairy, Audacious Goals. <laughs> and that's that's something in, in business world that some people might recognize what that is. And so we we come up with these goals that are, are big, but they're still obtainable. And obviously, you know, with the power of God behind us and his will, if that's what he wants for us, these things are always possible. And so that's basically what we do. We spend a few days out in a cabin or something, and we're we're worshiping, we're fellowshipping, we're praying, and we're got a thousand post-it notes all over the walls. And, and so that's what we do every year. And, and uh, man, I'm really excited about what we uh, landed on for 2019. Yeah, yeah. So, so we have these visions. We we go and we pray in God's word, and we're really in line with what we believe God's wanting us to do. We have some awesome things coming. Some have already started. Already. Like January rolled around, and we're knocking some of these things off. And now in February, we've entered a process. We'll probably talk about, but man, something recently uh, really encouraged us to, that we need to talk about our. I don't want to say philosophy of addiction, but it's more theology of addiction. Uh, but I really, what happened? What, what, where were we? Tell, tell the people uh, just kind of how we're going to, why we're going back into this, because they've probably heard it in one of the episodes. They, they got an idea of what we believe, but g- tell, them, tell them about the, uh, the, the thing we were at. Yeah, so let me just back up. One night in our vision cast, there was this amazing moment that the Spirit of God just kind of came over all of us. And I remember I, I laid prostate and just overwhelmed, tears coming to my eyes, this vision that the Lord had given me about addiction and revival. Yeah. And now you, you think about, we've talked all the time about the statistics of addiction and death tolls and all this stuff, but how, how can revival be part of this, you know, this what seems extremely opposite of yeah. the death toll? And it's that the Lord showed us that a revival is coming in this country. We already know that the Bible predicts a revival, and we've seen several revivals in just in American history. Sure. Uh, but we feel like that God is reaching a broken people mm. in addiction that could rise up with amazing testimonies that people can't deny to, to bring Jesus to the forefront of, of how he's still healing, how he's still alive today. And yeah. so we went to this event uh, recently— with the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse, I believe it was down 
Crosspoint Church in Nashville. Yeah, massive church, multiple, multiple campuses. Yeah, it was big. It was a big deal. It, it was actually, we've gone to a lot of those events. Mm-hmm. Uh, the states asked us to come. That was probably the most packed. Yeah, so we were asked to be on this panel to talk a little bit about our programs, and we were up there with a few other people. And there were only a few ministries who actually set up tables because the the people who came was uh, a massive amount. What was it, like 150 people there? Yeah, the room, they had to bring chairs in. They they weren't. And one of the people, and we like to go to these things because we get to meet other people who are doing the same thing we're doing in a different way in the addiction uh, business. And so, and if we're honest, we also like to to stand up there and, Say that the truth will set you free. We do. Hey, <laughs> we're not doing a podcast or nothing. You know? <laughs> we like to talk, right? The and truth so, will set you free. You're hearing all of these ideologies, and we're up there like, hey, addiction's not a surprise to God, guys. Yeah. Sorry, God. No, <laughs> yeah. Well, in most of those cases, you know, we hear the gamut of what what faith is and what somebody's spiritual um, yeah. Thing that they're pursuing in addiction recovery, but anyway, we met these women uh, of Blue Monarch, and we talked about you know getting them on the program, which I think we should do. Yeah, but these women are fascinating <laughs> in what they're doing uh, in addiction recovery for women. They they have a place in Tennessee where uh, the women come and they're allowed to bring their children. And so it's not always addiction. It could be some abuse, uh, domestic, that kind of thing that they're trying to escape. And they they put them in a residential facility and they care for them. And they they do everything from like make granola bars and, and the stuff that they sell out in the community. And it's just their, their ministry is fast. Christ-centered, Christ-centered, Christ-centered. And we just got to talking to them because we're rubbing shoulders and we know we're aligned in a lot of our, our thinking. And... One of the women said to us the exact same thing that we talked about in our vision cast in this addiction revival thing. Yeah. And I remember looking at you and your your mouth is just open, your eyes are, you know, it's like, did she just say that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It was interesting. She almost said it discouraged. I, if I'm remembering right, she, she said, I really thought that this would catch on in the recovery world about freedom in Christ. And we really thought and we we're praying that God would revive this nation. And you and I would just got goosebumps yeah. immediately and looked at her and was just like, it is. Yeah. It is. Stand firm. Which was really encouraging to her as we continued the conversation to know that there are other brothers and sisters out there fighting the same fight. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. So, and then, so she's like, wait, what? And we told her the story about the, our vision cast. And she like brought the other people from her, uh, uh, her ministry over. And we just started talking and they were all just like, oh my gosh, I'm getting goosebumps too. And I, I just looked at her and just said, do not give up. It is happening. It's happening. Mm-hmm. And it was really awesome. And so it was like, you know what? They were so in line. Uh, and we started talking about MAT, uh, medically assisted treatment. And just like, it was encouraging. We were able to really encourage them. And that was awesome. Yeah. But it was really encouraging to me as well to just know that there are brothers and sisters out there uh, that we have, I want to say never met before, but I think we met them a, a couple years ago. I, I wouldn't even have known her name. But so never really met before, and they read the same word of God that we do. They see the same powerful God that we do, and they're proclaiming the same truth that we are. And so, man, it really encouraged us. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, let's just let's just relaunch why we're doing this, why we believe what we believe, 
and and just kind of go for it. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. So, you know, I think God calls us to be advocates for our calling. Yeah. For the cause, we see all kinds of people with their different causes and how they're advocating. Uh, some are doing it completely the wrong way, and, and mm. some people are doing it for the right way. I mean, there are things out there that are worthy of advocating, and nothing more than the kingdom of God. Yeah. And what we see every day, uh, Adam, in our ministry through this plight of addiction, and so that's why we do this podcast. That's why we speak at events. You know, we we want to get the word out. We want to give people hope. Yeah. Yeah, so so here it is. Here, here's a little refresher. S2L Recovery, or Spring to Life, it's our vision. Here's our vision, our mission, and our beliefs. Our vision at S2L Recovery is to see addictions exchanged for a life liberated in Christ because of the appeal, the appeal of sin is no longer desirable. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just stop you right there? Go ahead. Because this is something really important. Yeah. The appeal of sin is no longer desirable. Mm-hmm. People want to know all the time, what's the secret sauce? What, what, you know, they asked me in my testimony, well, Bruce, what was it for you that just made the change finally completely at the last time when you saw complete abstinence and, and, you know, still growing, but just the point in which I didn't relapse anymore. It was just, okay, this, and it was that. It was that God showed me that those things were no longer appealing. It, it wasn't like I was trying to do it through, white knuckling trying to overcome triggers and you know these behavior modification type things it was just that God opened my eyes removed the veil and I saw with clarity uh these things that I was desiring before how harmful how bad it was and how God promised something so much more and I became so eager for this adventure with God even though I didn't know what was coming yeah uh that in itself and, you know, the testimonies of other people who had been through the same thing. And I was like, man, if it worked for them, it surely it can work for me. Yeah. And so let's stay here for a second. I want everyone to hear what you just said. If you need to pause it and rewind it 45 seconds, listen to what he just said again. And now that you're hitting play again, <laughs> here's why that's so important. Someone could look at me, right? And they could say, man, Adam, you, you, this Jesus thing, this, this, just hope and this encouragement, it could work for you, man. Cause you, you know, you didn't struggle for, with addiction for decades. You know, you, you had a few years and all that. And that Bruce battled an addiction for 30 years, 30 years. Man, the dude walks in. <laughs> He walks into, you walk into our office and you have, and you're doing it as an illustration for class. And he has this just bundle. I can't even call it like, it's just a bundle of NA and AA tags that coins. he has, <laughs> coins that he has collected that he was known as the relapse king for 30 years. And I mean, there's so many of these tags and coins. He literally could decorate an entire Christmas tree. And I'm like, it's not funny that that happened, but it's funny just to us, right? Because we can look back. Bruce is not that guy anymore. And what he's saying is that God, the sovereign God of all, the Alpha, the Omega, the the Yahweh, the, our God, removed the desire of that sin from 30 years. What do you got to say to that, Bubba? I mean, that, that, it's just, that is power. That is resurrection power. That is, that is 
our story. That's why we are passionate about it. And that's why that is our vision at S2L Recovery. Now, our mission, our mission, our duty, and our purpose of S2L Recovery is to illuminate the life of freedom that's offered through Christ. The way we do that is using biblical training, innovative pastoral counseling, and residential discipleship. And that's for anyone suffering from any addiction or life-controlling issue. Now, here's, our, here's where it gets good, because you could rah-rah those two, the mission, the vision, but here's where we kind of stand out. Here's our beliefs. We believe that addiction has developed as the result of people seeking to meet their own basic human needs from the wrong source, idolatry. Yep. People wanting to be God, not like him. To have true change, then we must take an inside-out approach and not a behavior modification approach. We believe... We believe that addiction is curable and not a lifelong ailment. God has given people dominion over the addiction. We believe that God desires to set people free from their addictions once and for all. Now, you know, as as if you're an alumni, you know that the way that we get there, the avenues, the vehicles that take us there are the seven principles. You want to go learn more about those that are found in uh, Second Peter, go back to the last seven episodes of season one, man. I love that little series that we did about the principles. Uh, and then the four pillars. Go watch the first or episode two, three, four, five of this season. Those are the vehicles that drive it, but it's all foundational on the Word of God. Yes. The truth. Yeah, and what I love about that, Adam, and that you're saying God has given us dominion over addiction. We can read in Genesis where, where God gave man dominion over all things mm. on earth. Right, and then Jesus Christ has the authority over all things on earth. Yeah, and and so the what I want to try to unfold here is that when we're talking about these things to somebody who's coming in, and however long they suffered from this addiction and whatever their testimony is, the very same people who don't have an addiction but are seeking the same kind of relief for peace, rest, you know, depression. The the way they're living their life that's causing pain, these things are all common to all men. First mm. Corinthians uh, three, thirteen and fourteen. Right? Is that correct? First Corinthians three, fourteen, fifteen. I think that's, that's a, right. you. You will be. And quoting, all sin uh, is common to all men. You know, and and so what happens to a man who sees that or hears that for the first time is like, wait a minute. I'm not this person who's in some other camp that has to be looked at in a certain way, yeah. stigma, stereotype, yeah. uh, but I'm just like all people. I just have a different testimony on what's ruling my life that I'm choosing to 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 seek after as my idolatry where other people, it's career, kids, job, you know, money, whatever that might be, that I'm just like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those, that's like music to somebody's ears in terms of encouragement to say, look, God's plan for me is the same plan he has for everyone. Mm. My path of recovery is the same path that everybody is called to in life. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the thing that I think is, is interesting and unique and uh, special about S2L is that when guys come to us, it's like we're not seeing some outcast or some damaged goods like they probably are viewed by a lot of people i'll look at a guy that comes to our program the same way that i'm going to look at a guy that i meet sunday at church 
we know that everyone's jacked up, man. Mm. We know that everyone is on this path of redemption, that everyone needs salvation. Everyone, because if, if people that like to wear these masks of perfection, what they're really saying is, I don't need Jesus, mm. right? Because if, if they were perfect, if they were perfect, then Jesus didn't need to come and die. But very clearly he did, and he put you on front street for your sin. Man, it's, so we don't view them. And there's two things, man, like... You did a survey recently from from alumni, and I'm always asking guys in the program who've been there three to four weeks, hey, what stands out? What, you know, have you been to another place? Yeah, man, I've been to X amount of rehabs. Da, da, da. Man, what's different? What's different about this place? And what you were told was the brotherhood, mm. the family. And you're hearing people catching on, even the state. I've heard it quoted by state workers a lot. And I love these guys, man. I don't, I'm not talking bad about these guys, but I've heard them quoted a lot. The opposite of addiction is community. Brotherhood. Mm. And here's the thing here. So that's number one, the thing that they missed most or the thing that they love most about our program was the brotherhood. Mm. Number one thing that I hear when I'm asking guys currently in the program, like fresh three weeks in, man, what's different. They said from day one, there's hope. Mm. I don't have to be this my whole life. We're not telling you that, buddy. What do we know? We're just we're just jack legs. The word of God's telling you that. And there's that's authoritative and that's powerful. And they're yeah. just filled with hope. And hope is powerful, man. Absolutely. And the whole premise behind life after addiction, uh, these podcasts that we're doing is to, to continue fellowship, to continue that brotherhood, to encourage people once they've left us to tune in. Remind them of the things that they learned before. Encourage them to keep doing them and apply the four pillars. You know, find community fellowship within your church congregation. You know, change the, the, what your people, places, and things look like. And I know that's a 12 step terminology, but you know, it's still a good thing. Like to yeah. say that is not bad. It's, these things are important. And the, the success of life after addiction, and the reason we say it that way is because we feel like people can walk away from addiction for good. Right. But they need encouragement, just like any other Christian needs encouragement to grow, to sustain, to endure. And so we that's what we do this podcast for, is we encourage guys. We've got an alumni Bible study that people who've left the program still uh, jump on every Sunday night. We do live catapults uh, on Thursday nights, which is where we meet up in the community and invite people from the public, or we bring the guys in the program and their family members come, or whoever. It's just open to everybody. Yeah. And so we're always trying to strive for how do we stay connected to these yeah. guys? How do we continue to um, help them in encouragement to, to do the things that they first learned? One of the, my favorite verses in the Bible is where Paul uh, well, Gosh, I'm going to mess this all up because <laughs> maybe it's Peter. I don't know. And I can't even quote the, the, the address of Scripture, but it's, it's where he says, we did not learn these things from Christ, meaning he's speaking to the church who he's going over the basic things of Christianity and teaching them, look, we don't need to go over these things again. These are things you already know. And what we need to talk about are these things that you're adding to it and, and making such a big impact on these things versus the basic principles of what God tells us to do. And he reminds me, because we didn't learn these things from Christ. Christ says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, meaning it's pretty simple what he's asking us to do. Yeah. And it's, it's human nature to add all the stuff onto it. 
to burden ourselves to make you know this legalistic way and how we judge each other and this kind of stuff. It's it's really kind of ridiculous, and it's been going on since Jesus' time to to today, and even with some religions. Yeah, yeah, and the and the hope aspect. Here here's some scripture. Uh, when you tell it, and from the authority of the Word of God, and the Word of God will never cease to be. It, you can never fluff it out. You can never go on strike, and everybody burns all the books. The Word of God will always thrive, and it'll always withstand. Right? Yeah. That's what it claims. That's what God claims. People, places, will, heavens, and earth will fail, but the Word of God will never fail. Now, here's what it says. It says, therefore, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new is come. Behold, you're a new creation. So uh, I'm not going to stand up in a meeting and say, hello, my name is Adam, and I am an addict, and I just like to define myself by that old creation. Nope, that's not what the Bible says. Okay, I'm feeling hope. Here's another one, Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I've been crucified. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And I'm standing up and I'm proclaiming that I'm a drug addict? What? How dare you? How dare me? Yeah, that's, that, that doesn't even make sense. It's like, it's like the hope that the Word of God is saying. And, and here's what can be said. Because there's, there's a lot of resentment, uh, punitive-type punishment that need that. People want so someone could say, "Yeah, it's real convenient." You know, you've done all these awful, terrible things, and and now you don't even have to own it. You don't even have to live with it and be labeled as it. Um, your God just sets you free. And and here's what I'll say, man: that's not convenient. And guess what? I absolutely don't deserve that. And it 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 blows my mind to think that God did that for me. Absolutely. But you know what? It's not convenient, brother, because he did it for you too. He did it for you too. You might not have the fruit hanging off the tree that everyone can see of the wicked life you lived, but God knows your thoughts. Don't say you didn't know. God knows you knew. He died for that too, and it blows my mind. And you know what? That's why we're on a podcast. That's why we're proclaiming the gospel, the freedom. That's why I'm so fired up because I was a dope fiend. Hmm. And now I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. I live for him. I live for him and yearn for his word and his righteousness. And I strive to please Abba Father. Absolutely. I mean, here's, here's one thing that we, we tell guys. Your testimony, including all the bad stuff, <laughs> moving into this light that God is going to change uh, your story, which is still part of your testimony. The thing that you are most ashamed of in your life becomes the most valuable thing you have. Yeah. And and I want to read something here out of 2 Timothy. It says, therefore, this is 2 Timothy uh, 1.8. It says, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to a holy calling not because of our own works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. And so 
I love what he's saying is don't be ashamed of Jesus' testimony. Don't be ashamed of the one he's giving you yeah. uh, because these are the things in which moves people, impacts lives. Revelations twelve eleven. you hear me quote this all the time, by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony is what defeats Satan in the end, is what defeats God's enemy. God didn't have to do it that way, but he chose to do it that way in a relationship with us and him that yeah. because of what he did and because of the proof in our life, Satan can't take those things away. He can't even argue with it. It's what defeats him in the end. Yeah. Your testimony is the most valuable thing you have, not only in your life here on earth, but in the kingdom of God. Yeah, and so that's it. The, the shame level, like like I've heard it in my own testimony, and I've heard yours many times, and just about everyone's, man, the shame level goes from here, 10, to one or none. And it goes from like, uh, you stop worrying about, you stop fearing man and worrying about what they say. And you really want to know all you care about is who does God say that I am and who he is. Absolutely. All right, guys. I just want to wrap this up. One more thing and go home. Wrap this up into this whole episode of what we're talking about here is this is why we believe in this revival that's coming. It's coming. Man. It's because of what Jesus does in a man's life and the man's testimony that proves that the world can't deny it. They have to admit that God's involved with this because nothing else on this planet changes a person like that. Where people are dying in droves, Adam. Yeah. Droves. It's the leading cause of death for men and women under the age of 50 yeah. in America. More than anything. That's crazy. And what's changing that is God. And people are not going to be able to deny it. That's why we see a revival happening in this country. Yeah, and we believe he's going to use us too well in a mighty way, and many others join us. Uh, and when Bruce says man, he means mankind, which includes women's testimonies. So join us in this revival. Um, man, key to revival is a, is a prayer life and a putting away of idols. Uh, search your hearts with us today as you're listening to this. What idols do you need to put away? Repent. And just join us in prayer, man. This is something that is absolutely devastating to this country. And God's going to move through it. Through the devastation, there's going to be light. And it's going to draw people to himself. And he's going to get so much glory. I love it. Amen. That's all the time we have. Thanks so much. Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.